buy Jared's book. Buy Jared's book. In fact, buy both of Jared's books. They're great. And then don't just read them. As the old saying goes, knowledge is only power when you act on it. So definitely take some action because I think we're all kind of stuck in information overload, you know, overloading yourself and start acting on it and make some room for some more information. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining us is my co-host, Dan Franks, ladies and gentlemen. Dan, welcome back to Star of the Doubts. Making my grand return and uh, no more grand than the guest today, though. It is a grand guest because long overdue, we're welcoming my good friend and your good friend from School Podcasting and now another exciting company that we won't name just yet, Dave Jackson. Hey, buddy. Glad to be here. Yeah, Dave. This is long overdue. I mean... We're all school of podcasting fans, so welcome, and we're here at PodFest, PodFest being in Tampa, Florida, and you're here, so tell us, I guess let's start there, tell us why you're at PodFest. Because people are talking about podcasting, and where people are talking about podcasting, I want to be there. <laughs> and for me, it's there's a lot of people down here that I've known, but I've never seen face-to-face, so it's just a matter of, of taking that relationship just up a notch to build that. And then there's a lot of people when uh, when they said, how many people are here that don't have a podcast and their hands went up? And the little saliva kind of drool came out of the side of my mouth. And I was like, ah, oh, there it is. Fresh meat. So I was I was excited. <laughs> All right. So Dave, I, I mean, I, I don't want to do the lazy question, but I feel compelled to do the lazy <laughs> question. The one that's going to make you do the eye roll. And no. say, Jared, shame on you. There, it's possible some people don't know about school podcasting <laughs> and Dave Jackson, shame on them. Would you be willing to, to just give them a little backstory? Sure. I've uh, been podcasting since 2005. At the time, I had uh, my background's in training, and I had uh, was between jobs, as they say, and I needed something that was flexible that would allow me to go back to college and get a teaching degree. And so at the time, I was teaching people how to build websites, and the big thing was, hey, membership sites are going to be the next big thing. And I stumbled across podcasting and was like, well, this is going to be huge and thought, well, if memberships are going to be the next big thing, let's make a membership site about podcasting. And the School of Podcasting was born. And along the way, I've just been, every time I find something cool, I make a tutorial about it, throw it in there, and uh, pretty much anything you're looking for about podcasting, you can find at theschoolofpodcasting.com. And forgive me for every time I hear School of Podcasting, I want the ladies to come in and sing <laughs> sing the tune. That's just, uh, it seems so natural that that should happen next. But as Jared said, we're here at PodFest, uh, and most people know Jared and I from Podcast Movement, another mm-hmm. live podcast event. And I know you've been going to live podcast event for a number of years now. What is it about this personal interaction for that, you know, coming from such an online, impersonal medium that makes live events something that you, you know, you said it's a can't miss type thing? Yeah. Um, on one hand, right, we go from a blog, which is words on a page, to a podcast. Now we have tone of voice. When it's face to face, you add body language. My favorite line I heard it here was, wow, you sound shorter. I'm not quite sure what that means. but Or do you look taller? That's maybe a nicer way to yeah, put it. it. You're, you're taller than you sound <laughs> yeah. instead of your, yeah. So, and I, I don't know how to explain it, but you just get a better connection. You get more time. It's not, you know, when you're out to lunch with somebody or out to dinner and you're just chilling out, you get to know them just a little better. And that just increases your connection to that person so that when, you know, somebody we just had an exercise this afternoon where it was like a networking thing. And I met a bunch of veterans that I can't wait to get back home. And cause there's a bunch of people from the school of podcasting that do shows for veterans. I'm like, you guys need to create some sort of power Rangers unite thing and, and just blow it up. So I'm sorry for the eighties reference. Nobody's going to get that <laughs> power Rangers. That's not eighties. Come on. 
Then now you're making me feel old. <laughs> no. So what what was the first live podcast event you went to? It was in Ontario, California. It's whatever turned into the New Media Expo. So I think back then it was the Portable Expo. I forget what they called it. Was it was called Podcast Expo and Portable Media yeah. Expo. And I think it, went, it was a different name every yeah, year. I think it was the I Podcast heard. Expo in Ontario, California. And that was bizarre because it was the very first year. And I remember we were in the bar and we all knew each other because there were only so many podcasts, but we nobody knew what anybody looked like. So you'd walk in. I remember when C.C. Chapman walked in. And we're like, hey, how's it going? He's like, yeah, I'm looking for the podcast thing. And we're like, oh, cool. Yeah, you're, this is it. This is us. Like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm CC Chapman. And the whole room just went, it was like Norm at Cheers. We all just went, oh, CC, it's oh, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, that was amazing. And uh, they've all been kind of that same thing. It's, it's you getting to know people. And at that point, it was great just to be in a room that we didn't have to explain what the heck a podcast was. <laughs> we didn't have to go, it's kind of like a radio show, but you know. So that's half the fun, I think, of these things is we don't have to explain what it is. But if there are brand newbies here, we're more than happy to go, oh, cool. Here's somebody else who wants to get into the pool. Let's bring them in. The water's fine. So I'm sure it's because you've been to a number of events. You've seen some presentations that just really were dynamic and awesome and memorable. And then you've seen some presentations that didn't quite hit the mark. Yes. Right. And maybe they called it the Portal at Expo. I don't know. But uh, so let's let's talk about, uh, based on your experience, based on what you've seen, some clear examples of yes, this is how it's done versus stay away from this. To me, it's all about when when I get done with somebody's presentation and I can't wait to get home and try something, like they just gave me something to try or something I didn't know or something I'm, oh, wow, this really, you know, it's going to help my podcast. I'm excited. But if your presentation ends with me with a coupon code, I'm probably not impressed. What about a great discount on a pre-existing product? That's, you know... Everybody in the room gets 30% off. Yeah, Here's the thing. Nobody tunes into an infomercial on purpose. And nobody pays to be at an infomercial. Right, exactly. And so, you know, the only time you watch an infomercial is because it's Saturday night, it's three o'clock in the morning, and there's nothing else on. And so, exactly. If I paid to see that, on one hand, I'm sure they feel they're delivering value because, hey, it's normally $9,000. And now, just for the next two hours, you know, you got to throw that scarcity in there. I know. No, thank you. And for me, at least, in my opinion, I feel a little gypped. Yeah, I agree. Now, let's, Jared, ask the good and the bad. One of the best ones I've seen today, actually it was yesterday, but contributed. he was a contributor today as well. And we actually first saw him at Podcast Movement 2014 as Justin Crossley oh. of the Brewing Network. And I'm, I don't know how familiar you were with him before. Not at all. But his story is, what, is something that interests me because he's so successful in podcasting, yet most of us have, have never no heard of him. Yeah. But yet he's more successful than most of us could ever hope to be in terms of building an audience and building a brand. Uh, What does that say about kind of how spread out and how fragmented podcasting still is? That is there. It's funny because there are these little bubbles where everybody knows everybody. And so my whole thing is I want to get in your bubble so I can because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. I'm starting to stumble across more. I just interviewed a guy last week who does a show about paranormal. That guy's making a living from podcasting. He lives in Cleveland. I'm like, wait, how is this? uh, Is this uh, Mankey or somebody uh, else? Jim. Okay. Jim, I'm sorry. I forget your name. Jim Harold. JimHerald.com. He does uh, the Paranormal Show. And he has a membership site. He writes books. He has all this stuff. And I was like, how are you like in the same city? And I didn't know you were, not that I know everybody, but it's like, you think we would have somehow stumbled across nothing. So yeah, I'm sure there are all sorts of pockets of podcasting. And that's kind of one of the cool things about an event. I mean, one of the great things about podcast movement is there's so many people there. There's a lot of bubbles there and you can pop a lot of bubbles and connect a lot of dots that you can in any other place. So that's another reason why I come to these events is I'm I'm meeting all sorts of people I've never heard of before 
And that's cool because either A, they'll bring value to me or B, I'll be able to connect you with somebody else. Yeah, Jared, that's something we hear a lot, especially last year was the first year of podcast movement that a lot of the public radio people or the public radio kind of not rejects, but whatever you would call them, they have left public radio and gone to uh, your Radiotopias, your Gimlets. And a lot of them were there that this year. And that was one of the things that they talked about was, wow, this is a whole different world. How are we ultimately producing the same form of content yet we're so different? We had never been in the same place before. That was pretty cool for me, Jared. It is. And and one of the things that Dave is extremely strong at is coaching. Like you've you've become well known for someone who can help people with their podcast. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun today. I don't know how much or if any that you've listened to Dan's podcast, but I thought it'd be kind of fun if Dan would be willing to share a little bit about his podcast, some things that have worked, and then maybe some areas you're hoping to to grow in. And then Dave, if you just have an opinion or two, even if it's, it's flying in the blind a little bit. Okay. So so we're going to start with Dan. Uh, Dan, if you talk about your podcast, some of the wins, some of the innovation, some of the things that worked, and then some of the things you'd like to grow in. And then Dave, we'll, we'll hear your wisdom based on that. There's some free <laughs> consultation. Now, I can almost bet that Dave's never listened to this podcast. So it's going to have to be a very, I'm going to have to paint the picture here, as they okay, say. Thank you. My show is called Men Seeking Tomahawks. So very, men seeking tomahawks. Men seeking tomahawks. So very descriptive title. Okay. Uh, and we we describe it as a variety show for guys. All right. Now I'm liking it already. Now it's the whole idea is a show that we would want to listen to. Me and my co-host, a light show that you don't have to feel like you're taking notes. More of an it's an entertainment show. Okay. We talk about sports, music, technology, beer, current events, a little bit of everything. Sometimes we have little bits and stuff, and it's really just not meant to be. It's for somebody who's not necessarily looking, learn how to make money or learn how to uh, write a book or, you know, whatever. A lot right. of these educational it's ones, it's pure entertainment Beautiful. and light and something that you can do while you're mowing the lawn or falling asleep or whatever. We've had everyone that listens to it likes the idea, likes the format since it's a variety show, like some episodes better than others. And I mm-hmm. think that's one of the problems is if, so, if we do a couple sports stories, a couple episodes in a row, sports people like those. But then if we don't talk about sports for a few episodes because it is a variety show then maybe they fall off. So that's one of the biggest things that we've had a problem with is, you know, people, because all these different topics are things that interest us, but there's not clones of us listening. So people will not easily be able to pick and choose the episodes and also not easily be able to maybe listen to every episode because we're not niched down enough. What's the intro of your show? Like, does it say at the beginning, this is a a variety show? It doesn't. Because that might be something to, to set up from my teaching background. Half of a great class is the setup. If you let people know, it's the old tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them, and then tell them what you told them. So if your show is changing all the time, for somebody who doesn't know it's supposed to change, that might be confusing. But if you say, hey, this is a variety show, we talk about this, this, that, that, and that. And that way, if you talk maybe three out of the four topics or two out of five or whatever, they kind of know that's the way it's supposed to be. And then you can spin that as a positive. You know, you get, you never know what you're going to get. Right. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Because what we we take a very structured, almost a radio type format to where we have the opening segment, which is an introduction, mm-hmm. and then three content segments, uh, much like an hour in radio. I think an hour, uh, radio is three segments an hour, but we kind of have an intro plus mm-hmm. three segments. And instead of commercial breaks like radio, we have musical breaks nice. uh, from independent bands that submit their music to us to Beautiful. play. So we do in that intro segment say, here's the three kind of topics we're going to cool. talk about. But that makes even more sense to preface those with have some maybe even not a canned recording of us describing the show but a canned like 
thing that we say. That's right. that would make sense to kind of sure. preface it. Yeah, because anytime you can set it up so that your audience kind of knows what to expect, even if it's to expect the unexpected, that can be it just descriptive enough. The, yeah, yeah, that they know. Okay, well, this is always kind of different topics and different things, and it's not that they forgot something. It just we switch things up. Okay, cool. And my next question would be in terms of creative ways to get out there, because we've kind of put ourselves in the mindset of where are our listeners hanging out? Like they're hanging out at concerts or they're hanging out at bars. I mean, we've done some live broadcasts, almost like a remote broadcast where we have the PA system set up, but it also becomes a podcast at like bars. And we've really, you know, we'll be at a crowded bar. We haven't had any, haven't been able to get a whole lot of traction in terms of the people at the bar. Like we've singled out these people as this is our target demographic, so to speak. Your dude's hanging out at a bar on a Friday night. If they were to listen to a podcast, there's right. a good chance what we do would be enter- entertaining. Do you have any ideas in terms of like these live broadcast type events of ways to let them know we're there without like being, again, super pitchy and maybe get them to hook on as listeners? Do you have any kind of signage behind you? We do. We have your standard pop-up banner, but kind of our, our pitch to the bar is, you know, we'll be there and we'll advertise to our audience. So hopefully, you know, we bring some traffic to you. But we're also not going to get in the way. Like we're not going to be, you know, waving a flag and marching around and tapping everybody on the shoulder and passing out flyers. So trying to figure out ways to, yeah, that's you know, the tough be in this part. I was going to say, put a flyer on every table. Yeah, and before we might, they show could, up. we might could do. That. Yeah, before they show up, that could be a good thing. Is it always the same bar? It has not been in the past. We okay. might make our rounds again, but we really just try to be creative because we know our listeners aren't necessarily the standard podcast listeners. Okay, and they kind of are. Do you get them involved in the show at all? We try. Yeah, this is the you know, fun we part. see the numbers and you probably experienced this too. You see the numbers, you know, they're listening, but it's like pulling teeth just to get someone to tweet at you. It seems right. like, but so if what do you do to encourage? Well, like if there's a live audience in front of you, are you like saying, you we know, try to do like little game shows and stuff and yeah. get volunteers, but some people are scared and yeah. if they're not scared, then they're probably drunk. So, so and that's that, always entertaining. That, it's true. It's yeah. true. Drunk people on mic is that's usually yeah hit or miss, but more hit than miss. So I guess, yeah, that would be my last question would be then, you know, that online interaction. I think that's big. And Jared, you've probably seen this too, is sometimes the amount of interaction you're getting even online doesn't seem to relate very well to the number of listeners you have. Yeah. And it depends on your demographic, you know, because if it's like your demographic is like 40 year olds, well, now they got to get a babysitter and that whole nine yards and you got to get someplace or things of that nature. The one thing that I've been playing with, and it's one of those things I'm like, wow, I forgot this was here, is both in Google and Twitter, there's an advanced search and you can add targeting, like geographic targeting. Like I was like, I want, I run the Cleveland Podcasters Meetup. And I'm like, where are the Cleveland Podcasters? Because I stumble across this gym guy. And I'm like, where's everybody else that's not doing a Browns podcast? Because those are just depressing. So, and are um, there a lot of those? There are a lot of those. And I think the ones actually Misery called, Loves Company. Yeah, Misery Loves Company. And I think uh, Better Luck Next Year is the other one. I think the other one's called Factory of Sadness. I forget. But you can go into Twitter and do a search and say, in, you know, show me this keyword in this location that I was finding all sorts of people that I had no idea were in my my neighborhood. And you can do the same thing with Google. How do you get them out is the... That's, or even in, in my, that question wasn't even necessarily to do with getting them out, but just getting them to even interact online. Like, hey, give us a tweet or hey, let us know you're listening. What kind of calls to action do you have or do you recommend for shows that you know aren't... We're not offering any product or service for sale. We're not trying to you know, hey, tweet us to get entered into a drawing. Or there's yeah, not- I was going to say, that's a card that a lot of people play. You yeah. Know, tweet for us and we'll, you know, $25 gift card to Amazon or something yeah. like that. You know, you guys have a, a group for podcast movement, a Facebook group. Those seem to be gangbusters. I have one for the School of Podcasting 
And it helps you again, develop that relationship with people so that when you do say, Hey, I'd, I'd love to meet you. We're going to be at this bar on Friday, you know, come on down. They might, you might have just a little more pool because now they want to meet you in person. So how have you built your community at the School of Podcasting Facebook group? Just basically, because it's a no-pitch zone in our private Facebook group. So it's like just somebody will say, hey, I'm working on my new artwork. Which one do you like better? And then just commenting on it. Or did you guys hear about this in, you know, this? here's this new news or here's a new tool or whatever it is. So it's just always kind of trying to bring value to the conversation. And then if it's a lot of people will throw in birthday wishes, if it's somebody's birthday and things like that. So just little things to just you know, tap them on the shoulder and let them know you're thinking about them or, you know, hey, I heard this podcast reminding me of yours. The one day I was out and saw this like horse thing and I immediately thought of Glenn the Geek. And I was like, okay, Glenn, here's something you might want to check out. So just, it's kind of weird, but there are certain things that I now hear that I, it just reminds me of another podcast. When I hear guns, I think of Ken Blanchard. When I hear this, I think of this and, you know, so. What would you have to hear to think of Jared? Florida. When I heard I was coming to Florida, I'm like, ooh, that's Jared country. Jared country. That's, I've actually seen it referred to that oftentimes in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Jared country. Or just the word doubts or starving. (laughs) And as soon as I hear good uh, adjectives for Jared. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I immediately hear the, I see the yellow and orange kind of thing come to my brain, that whole nine yards. And uh, I'm good to go. Are you, you are in Florida, right? No, you're in Georgia. (laughs) I'm in Georgia. No, I'm in, no, I'm in in South Florida. Uh, One of the things I want to go back to you, focus on you, Dave, not on me. One of the things you said, and it was kind of a pain point, which I think Dan might have a potential answer to, is you talked about the Cleveland meetup. Mm. How do I find podcasters that aren't just the Browns football team podcast? Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to turn that to you, Dan. Uh, Dan, you've got some experience of of how do you strategically reach out to people in an area if you don't know them? What are some steps that you might share with Dave that might be helpful to him as he grows the Cleveland podcast meetup? Actually, what I would have recommended also is the targeted Facebook ads. Uh, um, that's what Jared and I have a meetup we're planning tomorrow here in uh, at PodFest after PodFest, kind of a podcast movement community meetup and targeting our Facebook pages, uh, you know, fans of our Facebook page that also happen to be in, you know, a 25 mile radius of Tampa. So I think the Facebook targeting is really powerful. Um, something we found, I don't know when you said the the Twitter search with the Twitter radius. Yeah. Is that something you're using for paid tweets? This was just, just, I was trying to see like who was talking about podcasting. In Twinsburg, Ohio, is the last place we met. And I was like, wow, there's all sorts of people. And like the one guy was asking a question about a microphone. And I just said, oh, I would love to answer this for you tonight. We're meeting at 830 right down the street. You know, he's like, oh, man, I can't make it. But, you know, and then that started the conversation. I'm like, oh, what's the last Tuesday of every month? You know, next month we're going to be here kind of thing. So it just was a way to, A, let me know what's available. And then B, just start the conversation. Yeah, I think that's something Jared and I have done because we've done a couple of different regional events and going to San Diego where we really have no connection to San Diego, but we've done that Twitter power search. And just if you search keyword podcast and you search by profile, everyone that has the word podcaster or podcasting or something in their Twitter bio comes up with that. So not just searching for people that are tweeting about podcasting, but who actually have that in their bio, then you get a list of pretty much everyone who's podcasting in the area. And we've done that a lot for Chicago too. Just now that we're taking podcast movement on the road, we're able to do that same type thing. So I think Twitter's more powerful than a lot of people, you know, do the automated tweeting and all that. Yeah. Crap. But if you actually, you know, go back to that, you know, personal looking for real people and making that's that it. real connection with them, I think that's 
so strong. And it sounds like you're doing that. Yeah. In my uh, presentation tomorrow, I use the example, the analogy of growing up, I was poor, basically in a nutshell. And we ate mashed potatoes out of a box. You guys ever had those instant spuds? Yes. Yeah, they're not great. And uh, but they're quick, they're easy and they're fast. But if you take the effort and a little expense, do a little more work and you end up with like real potatoes, the impact of those versus the impact of the the watered down Elmer's paste mashed potatoes much more. I mean, I will unbuckle the belt buckle for force. Do not put the potatoes in front of me kind of thing if they're real mashed potatoes, but it takes more work. So yeah, the automated tweeting, it gets you maybe something, but if you actually take the time to dig a little deeper, you'll get a, a much bigger impact. Yeah, I, I've seen some success with meetup.com. Yeah. Also, if there's like local blog groups or something like that, Cleveland bloggers, something like that, you can go in there and say, hey, is anybody podcasting that can present? Or mm-hmm. hey, hey, I think Tony's podcasting. And the next thing you know, you meet two or three people that yep. do it or are interested in it. So those are a few ideas. I'd like for you to take a moment, Dave, and just share about a transition that recently happened we live in the real world. Life's not always perfect. Right. There are people who are listening who've gone through some challenges this year. You recently had a unique situation pop up with your work. And let's just talk about what happened there and, and then some positive things that developed from that. Yeah. The cool thing was about a year ago, I kind of saw the writing on the wall because I had a student. I teach a lot of Microsoft Office and Word and PowerPoint and Excel and all that other stuff. And a student asked me a question and I said, you know, that's I've never put those two features together. I'll have to check on that. And the guy pulled up his phone and asked Siri and she answered it. And I went, wow, I'm going to get replaced by a phone eventually. And, you know, a lot of people born with a mouse in their hand these days. And just one of those things where I kind of saw the writing on the wall. When I saw them lay off my boss about three months ago, I was like, this is not getting any better. And so about three weeks ago, my boss calls me on the phone. Uh, My boss was in Michigan. I'm in Ohio with the general manager. You know, that's not a good sign on a Friday. And uh, my favorite was they said, yeah, Dave, you did such a great job in South Carolina. Thank you so much for that. And that's why I really hate to see this. And then I lost my signal. I walked into an elevator and I was like, oh man, I looked at my friend. I go, I'm going to get whacked. I go, it's Friday, general manager. And this is it. I've been here. I've done that. It's being a teacher is a little bit in the corporate world. It's a little bit like radio. You just, something's going to get whacked about every three or four years. It's not a big deal. So yeah, I called them back and they said, yeah, we hate to say this, but sales are down. We don't need as many teachers as we do. And your buddy standing next to you knows three more titles than you do. So we're keeping him. And I was like, all right, cool. So I, I looked at him and went, well, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up, Dave? And um, I thought, you know, I, I just love this podcasting thing. I love helping people with podcasts. Who would I know in podcasting? And I was like, who would I want to work for? And there are a couple of different companies, but the one that came to mind, the first one was Libsyn. And I know a lot of people over there. So I called up my buddy, Rob. I said, Rob, I'm going to say something. And uh, if the answer is no, I just want to let you know we're cool. So this is going to be awkward, but I'm going to throw this out there. And he's like, well, what? I'm like, well, the bad news is I, I lost my job. I said, the good news is I'm available. And uh, he goes, well, I'd, I'd like to say that I'm sorry to hear you lost your job, but I'm not. And uh, he's like, what are you doing the rest of the day? And I'm like, dude, I'm unemployed. I'm probably shampooing the rug. I don't know. And uh, he's like, let me see if I can get the president to call you back. And like probably an hour and a half later, I'm talking to the president of Lipson and explaining to her who I was and what I did. And she was already aware of me kind of, which was cool. And uh, it took a little while to get the paperwork handled out, I guess, setting up taxes in another state. You know, but it's like, here's the deal. You get to still be the school of podcasting. You're going to doing support for Libsyn and you get to work from home. And I'm like, I'm still waiting for, oh, and, and we're going to pay you more than you were making at your old job. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, so what's the downside here? Yeah. And I'll probably get to go to more podcasting events than I was before. And I'm like, so what's the downside again? So yeah, so I'm ecstatic and pumped and uh, yeah. 
So that's what happened. That's really exciting. Uh, so school podcasting is going to maintain its current yep. standing. And it's just gonna, so we don't have to add like a little Libsyn logo to the corner. Of no, the- nothing like that. The only weird thing is I have to be conscious of, of what hat I have on. Because like here today, I'm as Dave Jackson School of Podcasting. So I can tell you, you know, if you want a free month of Libsyn, use the coupon code SOP free. But if I have a Libsyn shirt on and I'm at a Libsyn event, I can't say that because that would be awesome because I'd be making a killing. But I can't spew promo codes when I'm an employee. Yeah. And other than that, and I can't, I can't, if somebody's, if I am doing an email and somebody goes, do you know anybody that could help me with my podcast? I don't think I'm allowed to say, well, as a matter of fact, I, I'll just tell them, you know, maybe you should Google if there's a podcast school, see if anything comes up. I'm not sure how to handle that, but. Uh, Dave, what are one or two things that have happened this last year with the school of podcasting? Because you do a lot of testing, you try different things. What are two things, doesn't matter what they are, that just seemed to work or was a lot of fun that you'd recommend people maybe testing on their own? There's a website, it's in beta, called Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. And it allows you to, super easy, you log in, you start a project, and it gives you a link. And you send this link to however many people you want, two, three, four, five, and it records everybody's audio separately. And then if you want, you can download all those separate files and you can assemble it yourself, or you can have the, the program stitch them all together. It runs it through all phonics. So it's this whole history removal leveling kind of software and it'll spit out an MP3 for you. That was like, wow, it's really, really cool so far. And it's free. It's going to, it's not going to be free a whole lot longer. I've used it probably three or four times at this point, And so far I haven't had a, a problem with it. So that's one of the exciting things is all these new tools that are kind of coming out. So that's one. And probably do we need to? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's why I wanted to, yeah. <laughs> There'd be an obvious one and maybe a not-so-obvious. A not-so-obvious one would be probably just the different guests I've been running into. The fact that when you talk to people that are in a certain area, one of the things you should be asking them is, you know, do you know of anybody else that would be a good guest? Don't force them for a name because some people, if especially if they didn't like the interview... Or like, Ooh, I don't want to turn my friend on to Dave. This guy's, you know, weird or whatever. But um, finding people that they might want to say, hey, this was a great guy. This is an awesome interview. They might want to bring somebody in. And that takes a lot of the, the legwork out of it. And it ask them in, why do you think they'd be a good guest? Kind of uh, just because it's their friend, they may not be a good guest. But that's sometimes, again, it goes back to that personal connection that I've been started doing. I've known about that tactic forever. I don't know why I didn't use it. But I've been meeting all sorts of really cool people that it's one of those things you kind of just hit yourself in the head and go, why wasn't I doing this sooner? So we're going to start to wrap up here. Uh, we're going to start with you, Dave, and then we'll go over to you, Dan. Where can people find find out more about you? Uh, schoolofpodcasting.com. That was quick. Yeah. Easy. One place to go. You can go to danfranks.me, and that'll take you everywhere and everything I'm doing. What about you, Jared, just in case uh, someone stumbled across this and doesn't know what the big orange is all about? I was on an episode of School of Podcasting, so just do a search for Jared Easley <laughs> School of Podcasting. And then after that, you can check out Podcast Movement, and then you can check out Star of the Doubts, of course. Dave, uh, we'll start with you, and then we'll end with Dan. Do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Buy Jared's book. Can I say that? Buy Jared's book. In fact, buy both of Jared's books. They're great. And then don't just read them. As the old saying goes, knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when you act on it. So definitely take some action, because I think we're all kind of stuck in information overload. 
you know, overloading yourself and start acting on it and make some room for some more information. Yeah, what I would say is was is probably what my big takeaway is from Podfest so far, and it's back to Justin Crossley. And he really preached taking pride in doing something good and putting something good into the podcast ecosystem because you never know who is getting into listening their to their first podcast, their first time in iTunes, picking out a random show that looks like it might be interesting. And if it's not good, that might be the last podcast they ever give a chance. And it kind of sucks for the rest of us who are really trying to do things well. Yeah. So take pride in what you're doing. If you're attaching your name to it, uh, you shouldn't be doing it for us. You should be doing it for yourself and wanting to put out something quality. So if you are listening to this because you saw Dave Jackson on the on the title and you're a podcaster, you're looking to get into it, good. But make sure it's, it's, it's of quality before putting it out into the ecosystem. This is a little segment for those of you who are still listening after the closing in, closing music. Dave, what's the best concert you've ever been to? <laughs> uh, probably the very first one I ever went to. This is going to date me. 1978. Headliners, Ted Nugent and Aerosmith with a band. They just had a hit called Wheel in the Sky was Journey and a band with their new hit Highway to Hell, ACDC with Bon Scott. And then at the bottom, there was a brand new band nobody had ever heard of from Germany called The Scorpions. And that was my very first concert. I have new podcasters come to me and say, Jared, I want to monetize my podcast. And I say, hey, do you like Aerosmith? And they usually say yes. And I'd be like, well, there's a, they have this song called Dream On. Yeah. Do you tell them that? <laughs> That's it. Dream until your dreams come true, my friend. 